1: This episode of At The Turn is brought to you by Blue Tees, the fastest-growing brand in the rangefinder game at every price point. The the top-of-the-line Series 3 Max has everything you want on a rangefinder, like an ultra-clear display, a 900-yard range, and some things that you didn't even know you wanted on a rangefinder, like a magnetic strip so you can slap it right on your cart and pulse vibration to confirm you're locked in on the correct target. No more thinking you've shot the flag, and you're actually dialed on that back bunker instead. It's also water-resistant. This beauty has it all. Get one now and make sure you use promo code TURN at checkout for 10% off. That's promo code TURN, T-U-R-N, at checkout for 10% off. Blue Tees is just doing it better than anyone else in the space right now. Get the best deal on the best rangefinder using promo code TURN at checkout. Blue Tees. Play different.
0: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere
1: else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Welcome to May. Nick, how are you feeling about May and the state of your game, state of the weather around
0: you, the world? How's everything going over there? May is great. I, I love mm. May. My game is not great, um, yeah. but that's Okay. Um and the state of the world, you know, it depends on your perspective. So I don't know. Hope that answers all your questions. It does. I... I'm very, I'm very by the book here. You asked me three questions, I'm going to answer those three questions and those three questions only. I signed up for a match play tournament in my yes.
1: in my men's club two In fact, they have a gross tournament, a net tournament, and a team tournament. I'm in the team tournament and the gross tournament. I have no idea how the team tournament works. There's an explainer that they sent. I'm actually going to forward it to you and hope you can explain it to me. But the gross tournament, I am the worst player in the field by four shots. So I'm very excited about the opportunity to rattle people by making 40-foot bogey putts to have holes and shit like that against plus handicaps. But I'm excited for me. we got a lot of golf on the horizon. The corner club open is just six weeks away. So. We got to have a big May. We got to build. You know, it's like a lot of teams can go four and zero in college football in the NFL, but you don't want to be peaking early. You want to be peaking toward the playoffs, toward the championship games. And I think that's what we have
0: to do this month. Nick is peak at the right time. I've got some golf in my future. I'm going to play tomorrow morning, and I actually just had a club fitting yesterday as part oh. of my job, um, is reviewing some some club fitting services. And I was I was hitting it. I think uh, better than. Then the fitter expected when he saw my profile. So um, he was if at my first like five swings. He's like, oh, you're hitting it pretty good today for a, you know, whatever handicap. And I'm like, yeah, OK. Here's what I've decided. We made a lot of rules
1: early in the year about what we're going to do. The one I'm going to maintain is I'm going to putt out the rest of them. Bye bye. I'm going full bore. I am balls to the wall. I've played 11 rounds this year. I've either shot, I've shot between 82 and 86, 11 times in 2023. No more. I'm being too conservative. I got to go for broke, not worry about the consequences. I have to play fearless, Nick. I think I'm playing with too much fear right now. I'm worried about bad things happening rather than trying to make
0: good things happen. That's surprising. And, you know, I think playing in these best ball tournaments will help you. You know what? It really did.
1: And that's gonna be one of our topics today is etiquette in best ball tournaments. We also played in a deluge. So lucky me, I'm jamming through my playing in the rain topic. We'll talk about playing in tournaments. Whole a whole whole host of things to get to. Try saying that. A whole host of things to get to. See how's that? You should introduce the topics from now on. Before we get to any of it, please rate and review the podcast. Leave your review on Apple Podcasts with who you think is going to win the 2023 U.S. Women's Open at Pebble Beach. I'm circling the wagons. I'll tell you who you know who I've eliminated after listening to our last podcast is Lexi Thompson. I will not Lex- be picking. Lexi. Will not be picking picking Lexi Thompson. I might just pick the Cordas, as many of you have tried to do in previous yeah, promotions. Corda, Corda, just say Corda. Yeah. If you if you write Corda, you are immediately. Disqualified from this contest, you have to specify which quarter you are picking. But please, if you do pick someone, leave it on Apple Podcasts.
0: Well, Nick, if you haven't played any golf, I don't know how we're gonna do the Gur report this week. Well the Gur report is just like any other week when I do play golf. I have okay, zero greens to my Gur total. Uh this week it's because I didn't play golf. Many weeks it's because I just didn't I played golf and just failed to hit any greens. So uh we're still at, I believe, fifteen. Is this thing going all season or is this ending <laughs> mercifully when April ends? I'll leave it up to you. Oh boy. I'll let you know after tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, great. And that
1: is the gear report brought to you by T-Box Coffee. It is officially cold brew season here in the Pacific Northwest. It is going to hit 82 today. It's going to be 87 degrees tomorrow on a Friday afternoon here in Portland, Oregon, before immediately reverting back to mid-50s in rain on Monday. T-Box Coffee, use promo code TURN15 at checkout. Nick, something that also... There's your weekend weather
0: report. Now we move on to traffic.
1: Something. (laughs) Traffic on the 7s. That reminds me of my old radio gig let throw it to Brett Recamp in the traffic studio. We have a winner of the inaugural at the turn survivor pool. My college roommate for one semester. I have to tell this story because he won. We were walking home from the bar one night. Someone stole the hubcaps off of his car. And so his mom was very upset. He was drunk, so he was very concerned about his mother. And so he sees a car with hubcaps. That are his. And he rips them off, slaps them on his car. And I just remember on the way home, he just kept saying so loudly, My mom is gonna be so happy. She's gonna be so happy. <laughs> and I just remember thinking to myself, why would Mrs. Corbin be happy that her son is stealing hubcaps yeah, in his college seriously. town, she's, not even, oh. she's gonna ask how you got those back, Chris. Anyway, yeah, he lasted 14 weeks. He was able to get it done. He never identified a winner. He picked three people that finished second. I think he had a couple of sweats along the way, but he is the winner, Chris Corbin. Congratulations. Very excited. It works out well for me because we're going on a golf trip in two weeks, and he said he's going to buy dinner the first night. So very excited that Chris Corbin won the contest. We're going to fire this thing back up around Thanksgiving and try to double the pool, and uh, hopefully I can last more. Than two days in 2024 as I was limited. It's a good goal. Week one is a good goal. Baby goals. <laughs> Playing in the rain or best ball etiquette. I think I want to start with best ball etiquette. And for folks that are confused, scramble, best ball. What is what? A scramble is not a best ball. A best ball is it's you and typically one other person, and you both play your golf balls and you 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 play it out. And whoever got the lowest score on the hole, that is the best ball. You can also do a worst ball format, yada yada, yada. So first day, I I played in the Portland City best ball tournament. And the first day, we play with a couple guys that are higher handicaps. And like I think it was the fourth hole, one guy accidentally like picked his ball up and he kind of like looked at us like, oh shit, I can't believe I did that. And he was a nice guy and he was like, you know, tapping in for seven or eight. So it wasn't going to matter really with the score for gross or net. And we're both like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. He did it again, like 10 holes later. And he was mortified and just like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Guys, I'm so, so sorry. Like yada, yada, yada.
0: Can can I I pause you here? Please. Why would he be mortified for picking up his ball in a best ball? What do you mean? Like. It's it's totally reasonable to pick up your ball if your if your score is not going to be the best ball, then you just you can just pick it up and move on. Like why why would that be a bad thing to do?
1: Well, this is this is the crux of the discussion. So let me let me let me continue on. Okay, and, and, okay, and we'll get to that because that is that is the point that I want to discuss. We say it's not a big deal. We 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 go to day two. We we, we play good enough in day one. We're play playing with someone who played well the first day, good, decent, decent golfers. So we get to like the fourth hole and the guy hits his ball out of bounds and just doesn't finish the hole. And I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. And then we continue on. And a couple of holes later, he does the same thing. Now, I brought this up to my playing partner because I understand the point you're making. It doesn't matter. He's not going to have the best score in the hole. However, the tournament rules said that everyone has to finish out the hole because these scores are being posted to gin. Okay. So I'm keeping their score. So I'm in the position where I'm writing down an assumed score for these guys, not for the tournament, but for their handicaps. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you are firmly in the position of like, it doesn't matter. It's a best ball.
0: If They're not going to have the best ball. It doesn't ultimately matter. Correct. And also the uh, highly intelligent people who built this world handicapping system have taken this into consideration. There is a baseline score that you get um, based on your course handicap if you don't complete a hole. So exactly this situation, you you blast one out of bounds or whatever it is, you, or if you don't, you don't finish a hole, um, you can take, there's like a. Formula for your like your expected score on a hole, but
1: I so. have to record a gross
0: score. You see what I'm saying? Like it you is don't incumbent. you? Don't have to. I don't have to. You don't have to. So don't have I to record write... a gross score. You can just leave it play I mean, look at the um, the Zurich Classic that just happened recently. They, mm-hmm. There's they they played I think two out of the four rounds were, were best ball, right? Um, also known as four ball, and there are holes where both partners have a score, and then are holes where only one partner has a score. Interesting. You don't, yeah, you don't have to, I mean, there, there's a, there's a term for this. I mean, I, we, when I worked at the New England PGA, we had plenty of four ball tournaments. Right. Um, and the, the player is just in their pocket. If they're out of the hole, they're just, they're in their pocket. You know, you'd say like, oh, Nick, Nick had eight feet for birdie. Joe was in his pocket. Uh, you know, he missed the putt, but he tapped in for part. Like, it's just, it's just part of that format. It's just, you know, a position in, in, in the tournament. And and to be clear, I wasn't, like, upset or anything. I just felt weird
1: because I had to record. I'm not recording net scores, obviously. I'm recording gross scores on the card. So,
0: so you still wrote down a number when they didn't finish the hole? Yeah, yeah. I would have just left it blank and let the I tournament I gave them a triple. I would just let the tournament committee figure that out. Yeah, there's, like, an expected score. Um, or, there, you know, whether it's, I mean, if you blasted two out of bounds, you would probably put their, their like, Handicap max. Basically, there's a handicap max, and right. if you played the hole so poorly that you're not going to uh, improve on that, then you, you put that score down. Okay, so wait a minute, because we've
1: played the Corner Club Open, I believe, two or three times. The first day is best ball. Have you picked up before?
0: I don't, I don't remember you ever picking up. I am sure I have. I am very sure. I can't specifically remember. I am very sure I have picked. I actually think the first hole the last time we played, I picked up because I think I. Blasted my my approach shot over over the green over the road into the original arboretum, and I'm looking for it like greenside for for at least three minutes. I was like, well, that ball is gone. Did we Joe's start to make par uh, number three? Uh, <laughs> the original and, arboretum, yeah, and um, we're we're moving on. So I yes, I'm, I'm sure I have you. You don't have to record a score. Okay. If, 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 See? Now, if you were to if we were to both blast, both blast them out of bounds, somebody has to hold out a, a legitimate score, right? You know what I'm saying? You can't just both say, oh, I'm taking the max. That That's not legit. But as long as one person records a legitimate score on the whole in a, in a four-ball or best-ball tournament, that's all that matters. Hmm. And then when you post okay. for handicap, you just post your 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 max score for the handicap. Interesting. Well, I'll say this. I was told a
1: couple of scores that were not. I was told a, a, a dirty score is what I'm trying to get at. You know what I From mean? Your partners. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a guy picked up and told me bogey one hole. I wrote God. down double. What? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How could you say that with a straight face? What do you mean? Oh, like, then how could that? Per- yeah. How could that person <laughs> tell you that with a straight face?
1: I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, he did not make a
0: bogey and 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 told me to record bogey, which so unless, I did not. Unless he's a plus handicap, and his net double bogey score, like say he was giving the course a stroke on that hole, so his net double bogey score was a gross bogey. That's the only scenario. He did hit the look when 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 he when he hit the ball
1: well. He hit the. <laughs> what ball I'm saying well.
0: is, there's no scenario. This
1: yeah, I don't think he was a plus though. Um, wow, that was. That was really informative, Nick. Thank you. You're welcome. I just assumed that for best balls, everyone had to finish out because that's what you're supposed to do. No. That's not the case.
0: That's not the case. See, look, I learned on this podcast, too. I'm not perfect. This is very informative. Yeah, it's a Ryder Cup year. Like, you'll, you'll, now you'll notice that they don't all, they don't all finish out. Like, if, if they're out of, if they're, you know, well, not going to be the score, they don't a, always finish.
1: It's a little different. It's match play. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, I think we've settled something there. And that is that I didn't know the rules of a best ball tournament going into it. But now I do. And for the record, uh, we finished middle of the pack gross and we, and we cashed net. I was very happy about that. We did cash net. Some lunatics went out there and shot, I think, 15 under. And let me tell you, the conditions were tough, especially day two. So, day one, it was humid. Everyone wore pants except for Joey. I wore shorts. I was very proud
0: of myself. Joey shorts. Joey shorts. Not the first time Joe's been the only guy on the golf course wearing <laughs> shorts this month.
1: Day two, I decided, you know what? It was hot. I looked at the forecast all day, all week, all morning. No rain in the forecast. So I'm like, all right, we're going to go shorts. And you know what? We got a new haircut. We're not going to go hat either. Mm. We're not going to wear a hat. a Golf course in April in Oregon. Paid the price for that. Poured for the first two and a half hours. They had the course playing as long as it possibly could, and then it poured also. There's a 440 yard par four where I would say all four of us hit really good tee shots, and then we all hit fairway woods decent. None of us got within 20 yards of the green. The course was playing long. Wow. And as much as I wanted to talk about this last week, now I have a real practical experience to talk about playing in the rain so first of all nick do you do you have the stomach for playing in the rain do you do you want to do it like let's say it's not a competition but uh perfect example let's say that it rained when i came and visited you we would still go out and give it a go right
0: yeah we would i think i have a better tolerance than most for playing in the rain uh i'm not gonna be the first guy to pack it in but i probably won't be the last the last bastard out there either (laughs) That's me. I'm probably the last bastard out there because when I make up my mind
1: that I'm going to play golf, I'm going to play some golf. Yeah. To me, the the keys are simple. Towels and lots of gloves. People swear by the rain gloves. I've never had success with them. I like to have a three glove rotation at all times where you can swap one in every third hole. Basically, you have one, it gets wet, you take it off. You get the second one while the first one dries. Second one, you take off, you get the third. The first one's a little more dry. The second one's super wet, and you just rotate them. Now, unfortunately, on Sunday, I just had the one glove. So Mm. when I have one glove, I just revert to playing with no gloves. I think no gloves is better than a wet glove, personally. Um, And then you got to have towels. you got to have, if you're walking, you have a towel in the umbrella, you have two towels in the bag, and then you have a small hand towel on your person. I think if you are using a cart, the umbrella is a waste of time. I think you are going to spend more time dealing with it, opening it, closing it, all that bullshit. If you have a cart, you basically have a little driving umbrella. Um, anything else from the
0: world of rain that that you need to do out there? Uh, I am a fan of the rain gloves. And I like when mm. it's also when it's super cold. I just wear the rain gloves because. At that point, I'm usually trying to get my round over as quickly as possible, and I just, with them. I just put them on both yeah. hands, keep them warm, Let's keep go. them dry, and I, I don't take them off. I don't put with them. I don't rotate them like you do. I'm curious where you put the other two gloves. Do you have one in each pocket? Um, mm-hmm. do you put them in your, are you digging through your bag, every hole? Um, that sounds like a lot, but yeah, I just I just strap two gloves on. Uh, we're good to go. Put with them. Don't, don't mess with them, and um, that, that's how I roll. So
1: when I got the cart situation going on, I just have the gloves in the little sort of like – open glove Mm. compartment area that they have. I'm not saying they get bone dry, but they have an opportunity to not be in the rain.
0: Yeah. And they're only taking on a third as much rain if you, if you're doing that too. So that that makes sense. Exactly. It's
1: not a, it's not a perfect system, but again, we're just in survival mode out there. Um, Socks. Socks are a big key. Got to change the socks at the turn. Even if the shoes are wet, Feels good to put a fresh pair of socks on when you're cold and you're wet out there. Um, wear a hat. Don't don't go hatless in the spring. It's just hey, bucket hats great for the sun, also good for the rain. Now I was going to ask about that because sometimes you get the drips, and instead of having like a like a concentrated drip on the front of the bill where you can just turn it around backwards with the bucket, you have a three hundred and sixty drip coming down when you're lining over a putt or standing
0: over a shot. Is that not distracting? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I invested in a bucket in the off season and mm. I have worn it one time on the golf course on a very, very sunny and, and hot day. I have worn it in the rain off of the golf course and it's been great. It's, it's like a little umbrella. There's like a little, I don't want to say it's like a waterproof coat on it, but there's a little water repellent, you know, outer shell on it. It's like they sprayed it with the shoe stuff or something on which uh. I might also do myself. Um, it's been really good in the rain, I would say. Like, I, I think I've walked the dog's. 10, 15 minutes, haven't stood over any putts with the drip, but I've been like, yeah, this is a little mini umbrella on my head. I love that for you a little. Now I'm just imagining
1: you playing golf with a literal mini umbrella on your head, (laughs) kind of the rainbow pattern on top. Uh, Bottom line is towels, towels, towels. You got to have as many towels as possible. They're so key. I try to keep extra towels in my trunk at all times um, I've decided to keep like a couple extra pairs of shoes. Unfortunately, I did not have my, uh, my winter shoes. Those, those are still in, uh, Rhode Island. I left those, uh, at Crystal Lake Golf Club. I will say, I don't think they would have made that much of a difference. Um, they had holes in them,
0: but yeah, I could have used You them. gotta, you gotta get, I mean, if this is your mantra, like you need a good pair of water waterproof golf shoes because I had I've, some, you had some a yeah. month ago, but you didn't. Well, you had some for this this tournament? No, I didn't. No. I used yeah, you need you need I am telling you, they're so good. I've I've had the fortune of testing a few different pairs of waterproof mm. golf shoes. And even like I played my first few rounds of the year, like in March in the snow and in, in the, the wettest conditions you could play. And like I was literally walking through snow, like on, on parts of the golf course in these shoes. And there's like my socks... my socks stayed entirely dry the entire time. Um they're really good and and also very comfortable and lightweight and in like more athletic than you would think and if you're the kind of person who is the the last bastard on the golf course in the rainstorm it seems like you should have a pair of shoulder season like just these are these are they're not spikeless they're not like the running shoe type they are 100% waterproof spiked just good for mud rain all that stuff so to be
1: clear, I did have those until we played at Crystal Lake, and I decided to sort of give them a Viking funeral and leave them in the golf cart because they are just ripped to shit. I've had them for like six years.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So usually when you do that, you replace them with... <laughs> so here's with, what I replace them that's with. That's kind of, yes. I have an excellent pair of Gore-Tex hiking shoes from Columbia. And hiking golf shoes? I only slipped one time, and I still managed to put it in the fairway. So I'm okay with what I did. And, you know, knock on wood, I feel like I'm on the other side of it now. It's, it's May. It's beautiful here in Portland. We're going to be okay. I really think okay. it's going to be okay. Cool. Wow. That's,
0: I'm, I'm happy that you, you're confident with that decision.
1: You think, you think this is foolish, and I'm going to encounter more rain.
0: I do, yeah. It's it is still April. Um <laughs> No, it's not. It's you, May first. What it's are you talking May 1st. about? May first. You have your, right. your, your your days um, mixed up. Yeah, I do have my days mixed up. Um I mean, yeah. I've seen I've seen ray, rain in May, June, July. And it rained and in the corner know, club open one year. September. Yeah. Last year the corner club opened, two holes were closed because it was so wet. Is that um, right? that was late June? Yes. So Which I mean, what what? Yeah.
1: What are we walking into
0: here? Yeah, I think um like 12 and 13 that it could makes be sense. wrong. But two two holes were closed uh, uh, on the golf course. If I drive year. to fucking Moscow and I can't play the par You're 5 15th, a, I'm going to lose 32 hole tournament.
1: I'm going to lose my mind if I don't get to try to cut the corner. That's all I go to that tournament for is to try to hit that That's shot. That's it. It's the only reason. Ah <sighs> fuck. Okay. Look. I've got a few tournaments on my schedule. I know you have at least one Nick but I I I want to make sure that you're playing a full tournament schedule this season. And I worry that you just have the one. Can you can you lay out your tournament
0: schedule for 2023 for me? Yeah, so you're right. Just the corner club open is on my schedule right now. But okay. the last time I went to Country View was the first time Country View is my my home course uh for this year. Was the first time I went there where the whole course was open. So first and only year. Um like you know, the, the bar was open and they just said like, yeah, you can go play. You could book a tee time, but there was Great. no, they weren't really putting tees. They weren't moving the flag. They weren't doing all that stuff. So last time the pro shop was open, there was a guy, you know, a 90 year old man taking my money in there. Um, so I asked, I said, what's the tournament schedule? And he said, yeah, we have, he said, no, there's no tournament out there today. And I said, no, like what is the tournament schedule for the season? Yeah. There's always tournaments all the time. Great. Is there a schedule? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I will be. I will. Uh, you know what, Joe? Years a third of the I, way over. <laughs> I I know. I will commit to playing in at least one tournament uh, before the Corner Club Open. I don't know. Excellent. What the format will be? I don't know when. I hope it will be at Country View. Um, my understanding is I did see somewhere on like their Facebook page, since their website has been down for a year, um, that they have tournament. They have like a, a tournament club no it was in the, actually got a yardage book last time and it said uh-huh. in the yardage book they have a they have a like a club inside the club that has they have tournaments every week so potentially i'll play in at least one of those i'll, I'll play in something yes i will play in something
1: okay i'm excited to hear that and i'm glad that you're going to try to peak in mid-june but i also want to make sure that you're going to participate in, a, in in this club championship because
0: correct me if i'm wrong but you probably haven't played in a cc since we were out at u of i yeah, I mean, technically I've never played in a club championship because what we played in was the men's league championship. The U of I has like a, a separate like club championship with like a match play and, and it's actually a pretty cool event. What? Really? Yes, yes. But it was always in October oh. when I was like too, too busy with work to even think about it. Uh. Um, but yeah, I will. I'll give the club championship a run. In Rhode Island, your handicap only needs to be, I think, like 12 to, to play in the mid am. Not sure if I'll get there this year, but if I do, you when, better believe it. When is I'll it? <laughs> it's like August or September. It's, it's, oh, a dr- let's go, baby. I know, right? Uh, I don't think I'm going to get there playing Country View because I got to shoot like a, like a 76 to that's, do, that's uh, have so like a 12 brutal. differential. Yeah. Yeah. The, the course is rated, you yeah. know, I mean, it's it's not a hard course, but it's not rated nearly as difficult as it should be.
1: Yeah. That's always so a My, my handicap,
0: like, even if I shoot my best scores, my handicap is, is for sure going to go up this year.
1: Well, to be honest, I think my tournament schedule is a little bit too full. This new club that I'm in, Stone Creek, uh, as I mentioned, I'm in two match play tournaments. They have a major tournament once a month. Uh, I think I'm going to miss next month, but they have a lot of competitions out there. That course is difficult. Um, I just as as we started recording, I'm getting texts from this guy that I'm playing. Um, oh, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't want to play tomorrow. All right, he's already ducking me. Um, but we have lots of tournaments, and I'm just really excited. I skipped the mid-am qualifier this year because my game just frankly isn't at a point where I don't even think I have a chance at it. But I think match play really suits the erratic nature of my game, so I'm yeah. still feeling pretty okay about that. And the Corner Club Open, I've shot five rounds under par in my life. Four of them have been on the course that we're playing at the Corner Club Open, so I always Is that feel right? Confident. You
0: broke par that course four times?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The best one wasn't even the, the 67. I was playing by myself, and I started on the back, and I drove nine, and I made like a 40-footer to shoot 71, and not a fucking soul was around. to <laughs> <it. That's
0: laughs> But so I good. know it
1: happened. It was amazing. Um, so, yeah, always excited about the Corner Club Open. I just want to encourage everyone, and I do this at least once a year, play tournaments. No matter how bad you think you are, everyone out there is just as full of shit as you are, Okay. You can play with plus handicaps that will shoot 85s. You can play with 15 handicaps that will shoot 74. Everyone is on an equal playing field. Handicaps are just the best version, and some people can go super low, and some people are just inconsistent. And I would just say anyone can win a golf tournament. I encouraged a couple buddies who'd never played in a structured tournament to do the one club tournament with me. Last fall, they had a great time. I've encouraged other people to play in scrambles with me that have never played in tournaments. And I think the more often you put yourself in these competition scenarios, no matter how serious or unserious they are, and you feel that pressure that you're not accustomed to when you're just playing with your dickhead friends, I think it helps you play better in your regular games with your buddies because everything is so scaled down in your regular game and everything is so amped up in the tournaments. Just the more often you're in that scenario the better you're going to be for not only future tournaments, but just when you're playing with your friends as well. Love it. Nick, it is time for the Mad Golf for the week. It's brought to you by Piper Golf. Use the promo code Turn Ten at checkout for 10% off of everything at Piper.golf. Balls for plus ones and 25s, much, much less than a Titleist or Callaway or Bridgestone, whatever they are, don't worry about them. Go to Piper.golf. The season is here. Stock up using promo code Ten at checkout at Piper.golf. Golf, the venue for the Portland City Best Ball was Rose City Golf Course. Quote Just a dog track. Greens are like other courses, fairways at best. No cart paths. Couldn't even tell the difference between the fairway and rough in a bad way. Now, what's the good way where you couldn't tell the difference between the fairway and the rough? Is that because it's so closely mown? Everything is,
0: that- is so pristine. It just seems like a fairway. I don't know. I. I, I that- it's not, a good, it's not a good insult. I'm just going to no, leave it at that. <laughs> and the fact that he had to couch it at the end. Back to him. In fact, one
1: hole was under construction and the greens were so bad the size of the cup could fit a bocce to compensate. The clubhouse and facilities felt like I stepped back in time. Now, a couple things there. They mm. did redo the greens on 9 and 18. They're all done and they're spectacular. In terms of stepping back in time, a quick anecdote from the tournament. We're on the 9th tee, the first day. One of the guys tells me it's very affable. We're having a good time. He's like, hey, if one of you guys are trying to have Jameson or anything at the turn, watch out for the guy in the clubhouse. And before he even finished, I knew what he was talking about. The old man in the clubhouse at Rose City Golf Course is notorious for pouring unbelievably heavy. If you order a double, I shit you not, you will get four shots. There are times I usually order a double maker's knee and he pours me like a full glass of bourbon. And sometimes I don't drink it like until the 17th. Like I'm sipping on it and I can't finish it until the 17th. So if you're going to Rose City Golf Course and you want a strong pour, just order a single. You don't need to order a double. The old man in the clubhouse, I don't know his name. Everyone knows who he is. He's got a very, very heavy pour. Rose City, what gets a good reputation time. to have. It's Isn't it that that it's known out there that you're the old man who has the heavy poor? Yes. Rose City has, a I would say, an unfair reputation as um, a course that isn't well maintained or a course that isn't good. It's just an old golf course that doesn't have proper drainage. So it's going to play well late in the season, and it's going to be soggy different times they rebuilt two greens to improve the drainage in areas that were really bad so they do work on it and i think people just have way too high of expectations of what a golf course should look like in the portland area certain times of year and that is your mad (laughs) golfer of the week oh i'm excited because i see what you've done here nick Mm -hmm. well done no theme song but it is time for Nick. Brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20
0: at checkout. All right, Joe, we're talking about rain, playing in rainy conditions, how rainy of conditions you can tolerate playing in. So I thought what a time to bring out the standing water in the general area rule. Joe, you are entitled to free relief from abnormal course conditions, including standing water in the general area. Simply determine your nearest point of complete relief which is your reference point drop within one club length of that point. No near to the hole. And when your ball comes to rest within that relief area, it must be in the general area. Uh, so you can't drop it into penalty area or a bunker. I don't know why you would uh, or onto the green. And then you're back in play. Just, Just find easy. the nearest point of relief. Nearest point of complete relief. One club length from there. No near the hole and play on. Now, you're big in the committee. Do I have to consult the committee on this? No, you never have to consult the committee. sometimes it's just a good idea, so somebody else knows what you're doing, so they don't say after the round, "Hey, I saw Joe doing something fishy on number two back there. I didn't want to say anything until now after he signed his scorecard and turned it in uh and he's <laughs> you know so sometimes it's good if you're especially if you're unsure um but you don't have to you can always follow the rules at your own discretion um. But but again, sometimes it's it's a good idea just to have a second set of eyes to communicate what you're doing, so nobody calls you out later. I think what we have done, and what I usually do, is just say like, "Hey,
1: there's a puddle over here. I'm going to take free relief," and no one's ever like, "Let me let me come over here and take a look at that." It's
0: like, yeah, everyone knows could, if the course is full like full of water. Yeah, you can check uh, to determine if it is standing water. Um, I think that. I think the determining, like the qualify, the criteria for standing water, is like it needs to be visible without like pushing down on it. Like if you're standing on it, if you're standing on the ground and you can see like water there, um, without like jumping up and down or like you know bouncing on it to get the weight, um, then it's good. So so somebody might want to be like, was there really standing water there? Was it really a puddle, or was he just like you know, just because the ground is wet does not mean you get free relief? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Take free relief if there's
1: standing water in the general area. That is neck rolls. Now, one more thing before we get out of here. A programming note. I noticed the DS Automobiles Italian Open is taking place this week at the Marco Simone Golf Club. And if you want to get a look at this year's Ryder Cup venue, that is... The same course. So Nick, I know you're a big European tour. Excuse me. What the hell do they call it? The DP World Tour. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's how up on it I am. If you want to take a look at it, check it out. Course looks beautiful. The venue for this year's Ryder Cup. Real quick, Nick, um, do you think the Live Boys are gonna get uh gonna get consideration? Brooks and DJ were talking about that.
0: Yeah, I think they'll be considered. I just don't think they'll like they'd have to get a captain's pick because they can't right. qualify, you know. But I, I think the, they'll be considered. Like they'll be eligible. I don't know if they'll get. Like, like, let's just take Brooks for example. He have to he'd have to go on a pretty serious tear um, to to get a spot, right? I, I don't think he's just gonna like win one or two live events and be like, yeah, this guy should this guy should be in the Ryder Cup. Like, win a major if he has multiple. I know he, he has a, a, a top three finish or top five finish number two finish, I believe in the masters. Like if he has three top fives in majors and he's won three or four live events, then you'd say like, okay, you can't really leave him out unless you're just blackballing live guys. Um, Well, I mean, isn't that ultimately the decision? Because
1: I think regardless of form, you would probably pick a Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson to be on your Ryder cup team. Like let's say you don't pick those guys and you get trounced in Europe. That's a terrible look for the Americans.
0: You think so? I, I think Do. like Patrick Reed having an above average season on live <laughs> doesn't really like say he needs to be on the Ryder Cup. Like, yes, he's had some some pretty cool Ryder Cup moments. Um, but I don't know that, especially given what he's done in these like team situations, with President's Cup and things like that in the past. I don't know that you can say in 2023, like Patrick Reed has to be on my Ryder Cup team or else it cannot be taken seriously. Wow. I'm going to clip that soundbite. No, I know
1: what you're saying, but it's interesting because if you look at the standings for the U.S. and the the European teams, there's only like one person on the European side that would even like, I'm pretty sure it's Paul Casey, who would like be in consideration on the U.S. side. It's like, you know, Brooks, DJ, Reed, like there's guys who are there and. It's all. It's going to be up to Zach Johnson to decide. Like, am I going to plant my flag and say we're taking the Live guys? For the Europe side, it would be a little more controversial because they replaced Henrik Stenson as captain because yes. he went to Live. Yeah. So for them to then pick somebody who is in Live,
0: that's a bad look. That, that is, and I I I was surprised. I mean, we don't have to get into this now, but I was surprised at how quickly they made that decision. Yeah. on replacing as captain. And I saw a tweet the other day that was like "It's you either decide is it PGA Tour versus DP World Tour or is it America versus Europe. And when you put it that way, it's like how can you just just blanket blackball them? I can see if it's like between Tony Finau and Patrick Reed for your last spot and you're like if they're pretty similar, equally deserving, fine. But if you're just having a blanket blackball. You've got to ask yourself what is the purpose of the competition. Yeah, like let's say Dustin
1: Johnson wins the U.S. Open and you leave him off
0: the Ryder Cup team. Like, exactly.
1: That's a really that's a really tough spot
0: to be in. I would I would like to see a live guy or or, or a few leave no choice. Right. I, I don't want to see him teetering on that. Like could be a captain's right. pick fringe. I want to see him like you are clearly one of the best four or five. And if we don't pick you, it's not because you weren't better for the team. It's because we chose not to include Liv. Like, I want it to be black and white.
1: Yeah, the only person really in that spot, it doesn't matter, because he's Australian, is Cameron Smith, who won the Open Championship last year. But it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out as we move. Yeah,
0: a couple more majors like the Masters
1: win, and it'll be a different story. For sure, especially Phil contends again. That (laughs) bastard. (laughs) I want to get that coffee. Look, I love T-Box Coffee. They're a sponsor, but wouldn't you... Can't you hoodwink someone into sending you that Phil Mickelson coffee?
0: That, i tell you what,
1: it. Nick, that would be what a fun bit for the Corner Club Open. You should get that Mickelson coffee, and we should save it, and we should debut it at the Corner Club Open. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad – okay. Let's close up shop. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know what we covered here today. I learned some stuff. I learned that if you're in a best ball and it's not going well – Pick that sucker up. It's on your partner. Ball in pocket. I should have taken – God, I, I would have taken advantage of that. I, I, I don't – You live and you learn. 2024 yeah. Portland City Best Ball, I'm going to pick up at least half the time. It's going to be there great. Go. Nick, good luck in May. We'll see you all you next too. week. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you
0: next time at The Turn.